Welcome to the ministry of Bishop Emmanuel Nkeku of the Lighthouse Chapel International, Light of the World Cathedral, Kolegono. Bishop Nkeku is a medical doctor and senior pastor of the Lighthouse Chapel International, Light of the World Cathedral, Kolegono. A seasoned and anointed preacher and teacher of the Word of God, followed with various miracles, signs and wonders. His in-depth teaching of the Word of God will change your life forever. Now, here's today's message. Hallelujah. Let us pray. Father, thank you for another opportunity that we have to be in your presence. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for the impartation, the wisdom for church growth, the anointing for church growth, the instruction for church growth. I pray that as we continue to sit at your feet, Lord, you will change our lives. We pray for the impartation of the living for church growth to cause our churches to grow. We give you praise in Jesus' name. Amen. Please be seated. Hallelujah. Amen. Are we blessed this morning? Are we blessed? Hallelujah. I want to encourage our bishop from Paris Chapel. God bless you. Now, um, knowledge is a key. Say, knowledge is a key. So, if you have knowledge, it means you have a key. Keys are used to enter rooms. Amen. And the room of ministry and specifically the room for a mega church can be entered by having the right type of keys. Amen. Knowledge is a key. In Luke 11.52 Luke 11.52 Jesus said Woe unto you lawyers for ye have taken away the key of knowledge. Ye entered not in yourselves and them that were entering in ye hindered. So Jesus said ye have taken away the key of knowledge. A pastor must have knowledge. Amen. Knowledge is the information, the facts that help you in the ministry. As we are having this conference, 
we are receiving knowledge. And then there are so many books here. So many books here. Right? That we need to buy. I said it yesterday, I want to say it again, that if you go away from this conference without getting these books, I would deem it as if that you did not attend the conference. Amen. I want every person, I'm just coming from Tamale. I'm just coming from Tamale. And uh, Lady Reverend Joy was telling me the number of Macarius that were bought in Tamale. And I was shocked. But you see, I told them in Tamale, and I want to say the same thing here. If you have to use your one-month salary or your two-month salary to get this library, the Macarius library, a collection of 40 of Bishop Dark's ministerial books. Eh? Please get it. Sabi, please help me. Okay. Okay, please stand here. Do you understand that? And it's been numbered. It's been numbered from one to forty. Loyalty and disloyalty. All the loyalty series are here. One of the reasons why the church in Kumasi has not flourished and there are small, small, small churches is because of the issue of disloyalty. Three of us. Three of us. Yeah. You see, and look, it is better pastors, I listen to me. It is better to be the tie of an elephant than to be the head of an ant. You see, as I'm standing here, I am a tie of an elephant. There are 60 bishops in Lyra Chapel International. I'm just one of them. It's nothing special. I'm not special at all. But, as you can see, what I'm doing is significant. And that is being done by a tie. It is better than to be the head of an ant. And many of you, you should have stayed where you were. But you see, this loyalty, when I did my research on the charismatic church expansion, 70% of all charismatic churches have suffered from disloyalty in one form or the other. By the grace of God, one of the main secrets to the success of the Lydar Chapel International is the fact that we have remained one. 
all these years. It's one large family. Bishop Patrick's money that he gets here from his church's income. Eh? The bishop's council will just tell him, move the money to Jamaica. And then the money is gone. Yeah, Bishop Nassi's money at Atonsu. You see Atonsu Ghana cities flying to Botswana. Easy. Easy. We have bought properties all over the world. We bought a cathedral in London, one point something million pounds cash. There's the money. Give us the building, take the money. And the monies are put from everywhere. That is the power of staying together. I'll be teaching you about church planting during this conference. And I want you to have that mind. Have that mind. Teach your pastors to be one. When we're a small church, it's not easy. When are you going to get money to buy land? Six plots. Eh? I don't know how much land costs here. But in Accra, you are talking about one land, one, 120,000 Ghana cities, 60,000, 80,000, 50,000. If you go into some bush somewhere, maybe 30,000, 40,000. When are you going to get that money? So it is very important for every pastor here to immunize your church with the doctrine of loyalty so that your people will be loyal and faithful. Bishop Patrick was in the notch for how many years? 15 years. Bishop, that went there how many, how many times? Two times. Two times. Two times in 15 years. He built a cathedral, built over 100 churches. Bishop Dark went there two times. When Bishop Dark sleeps, he sleeps peacefully. He's not thinking, what is Pastor Kara doing at uh, the choir? Is he taking over the church? Is he changing the name? It is not something that develops in a church automatically. You have to teach your people. You have to teach your people. So, get all, all the series, the service series. Loyalty and disloyalty. Those who accuse you. Those who are dangerous sons. You see, annoying to you, some of your sons in the church are dangerous, like Absalom. They want to dethrone you. But you see, when you teach it, you see, teaching, the, the, one of the principles of leadership, okay, is that lead your people by using the power of teaching. Bishop Francis, right here. There's a, there's a space, there's a space here. 
Alright? By using the power of teaching. Yeah. So long before you develop dangerous sons, teach that there are some sons who are dangerous and give their characteristics. I get what I'm saying. Yeah. I don't think that we the pastors and the shepherds in Lighthouse, we are different from any other workers or pastors that are in other churches anyway. No, I'm sure that if the Lord has not given this revelation to Bishop Dad, Lighthouse will have been like any other. This old people, I mean, just, you know, I'm going to start my own church, this type of thing. But it is because of the systematic immunization that we got over the years. And also we saw in his direct assistant, Bishop Saki and Bishop Adi, who have always been with him, you know, to support him eh, over 30 years of supporting. It has helped us to be knitted together. So all these books are here. Those who forget, those who are ignorant, those who leave you, eh? those who pretend, those who pretend, those who leave you. Jeroboam is a good example of those who leave you. He changed the worship place of Israel. He said, There's no more need for us to go to Jerusalem. <laughs> Bad people. And the reason why they leave, the reasons why they leave, when they leave, they have to justify why they left. So they have spoken and unspoken messages. Even they are living alone, if they don't say anything, it is an unspoken. Well, one of the messages that they send when they leave, unspoken, is that you know, it's like it's like. There's something wrong there. Because for such a person to live, there must be something. Yes? Yeah? So, these are all here. Church planting, sweet influences of the Holy Spirit. How the Holy Spirit affects you. Your knowledge your strength, your love for God, different areas. Eh? Are you getting that? Amplify your ministry with miracles and manifestations of the Holy Spirit. Many pastors are teachers. You better write an application to President Akufuadu to give you to add you to the teachers so that they give you teachers allowance. If you are a pastor, your ministry must resemble the ministry of Jesus Christ. And Jesus Christ did not only teach. He taught, he preached, and he healed. Amen? Matthew 4.23 And Jesus went throughout all Galilee, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing all manner of diseases and sicknesses. Matthew 9.35 He did the same. He did the same. He preached. He taught. He healed. 
He had miracles. Are you getting that? Yeah. So you must also be a man of power. Apart from, apart from teaching, you must also have power. If you don't have power, your members they will come to you for teaching, but they will go to other places for power. Amen. I get what I'm saying. And Jesus Christ is not only wisdom or power. He's both wisdom and power. So if you are following him, you must have both wisdom and power. For unto us that believe, Jesus Christ is the wisdom of God and the power of God. Yeah. In the world, we have miracle service. Yeah. If you are there, you miracle service. So, who is healed here? Someone said, I had a headache, it's gone. My face was itching me, it's gone. Don't worry, that's how it starts. It starts with headaches. Itches, because even you yourself say, ah, that headache is here. I mean, we all get headaches. Is that a miracle? I get that. But gradually, 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 you see powerful things happening. I was having a miracle service. There was a lady who had fibroids. And when you saw her stomach, her stomach was broken up with the fibroids. And her stomach looked like a woman who was eight months pregnant with the fibroids. Now, if you see some fibroids, you will not believe that. This can be in the stomach of human beings. Yeah. You know, I had somebody last year who was very who is very close to me having her fibroids removed. So I went to the theater. I was there throughout. When they began to remove the fibroids, I was shocked. Big ones. Big, 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 big nodules. This lady was standing in the service and as we're praying she looked at her stomach and her stomach was flat the fibroid had flown away into church members no one said hey ah papa you need preaching two minutes so they will be here yeah Alright. Yeah. Alright, you say yourself what the open to. Open to. Open to open to. Open to me. I don't see too much. Ah, I don't. <laughs> now, in this book, Bishop that teaches you how you can amplify your ministry. Do you understand it? Eh? With miracles and manifestations of the Holy Spirit. Yes. How many of you would like that? Yeah. Yeah. I can turn this service into a miracle service. We have miracles here. Another type of anointing will appear here. Amen. 
the art of ministry, the art of following, copying. You see what I'm doing here? There's no stress. Yeah. I tell the pastors, I have no stress. The book I'm using, I didn't write it. The stage, if you have attended my father's conferences, you see, that's how it's set up. Just copy. When you copy, you receive the same results. Copying allows you to catch up and to search for it. Yeah. Look, did you know that all sportsmen, this is one of the, it, it was one of the surprises that I came to see. That footballers, they watch other footballers, they watch their videos. So there are footballers who want to be like Messi. They want to be like Ronaldo. They watch their videos over and over and over. Why? They want to be like them. So they copy the way they do their things. One of the most powerful keys that will send you forward is to copy. The only place where copying is not allowed is examinations. But apart from that, Korea, eh, Korea, um, China, all these countries, they copied from the Western world. Yeah. When you go to Korea, you'll be shocked. You won't see one Western car there. One. You will see it. They use their own cars. They have copied and then advanced. So you copy. And when you copy well, and then now you add your own style. Yeah. So now and what you know, piano and now Maybe your your mother doesn't add that. Now they are a piano. Now they are a star. So you start by copying until you can add something that it becomes your style. Yeah. Is that a good policy? All these are here. Leadership books. The art of leadership. A pastor is a leader. A pastor is a leader. And your type of leadership will let people stay with you or not stay with you. Yeah? How do you rally people around you? How do you take everybody to the top? How do you develop people? It's all here. Financial decisions. Huh? One of the leadership principles that Bishop Dad teaches in this book about money say count your pennies count your pennies that is every little amount that is coming to the church value it and use it properly in our church we receive coins after we have taken our offerings we now say it's time for coins please bring coins we call it boosters 
You should see our members. They will come plenty. You will laugh at us. But one month of receiving coins, when you go and change it, you may easily get 2,000 Ghana cities. One time, I was receiving coins, um, and somebody was in the service. He belonged to another church. He turned to his friend and said, I have seen something. I'm going to tell my pastor. He said, that's a wise person. But most people will criticize you. So get the Macarius. It is normally sold for $500. Is that the right amount? Am I saying something right? $500 times 4.5 is what? 2,500. Okay. 2,450. For the conference, the bishop has graciously said that I should give it to the pastors at 400 canonsies. So, 400 divided by 40 books means one book is 10 canonsies. Important books. Amplify. Important books. All these ones. Sweet influences. Steps to the anointing. They are all there. Catch. Like us. Catch the anointing. They are all there. So, if you have to use your one month salary or your two month salary or half of your salary to get it, I want you to get it. And what it will bring into your ministry would help you one day. The salary that you are earning today, it will become 20 times what you earn in the future. So I want every pastor to get your personal Macarius library. Please get it. Everybody, every pastor. I'm saying this with love to you. And you can see that, you know, they are trying to help your ministry. Can I have an amen? amen. Is that a blessing? So get it, and you'll be blessed. Hallelujah. Alright. Please put it down. And I also want to especially, um, I spoke about it yesterday. I'm preaching at this conference from these three books, Church Planting. Church Planting. How to plant churches. Amen. The mega church. How to make your church grow. Church growth. It is possible. It is called the Church Growth Series. How many pastors want your church to grow? Get this. One pastor in Kenya or so, somebody gave him this book, the Mega Church. And he actually thought that it was the only book that Bishop Doug had written. 
He and his wife sat at their hall and studied this book. And decided that they would apply, because there is how to start your church also in this book. They will apply everything that Bishop Dark has written here, including the, the, the prayers here and all that. They did that, and in a short while, they built a church of 800 people using this book. Later on, he met with Bishop and realized that there were so many other books. This book in particular has been used all over the world by pastors to build successful churches. So make sure that you get a copy. Amen. Well, this morning, we are pressing on on our journey to building a mega church. I think it's a good place for you to clap your hands for the Lord. There are different things that you do. Amen. Do you understand it? So it is not one thing that makes a church to grow. The Bible says that we know that all things work together. All things work together. So for the church to grow, it takes many things. There is not only one thing. Yesterday I gave you reasons why you must have a mega church. That alone cannot. Is it because okay the reasons are there? I think you don't have a vision for it. Do you understand? Uh, if you tell me that if I go to London and I get a job, and even if they pay me one hundred pounds a week, it's better than working in Ghana. It sounds good. But I don't have any vision to go to London. So, I'm here. I get what I'm saying. Yeah. Then we spoke about vision. Attitudes. Is that also? Which is good. But that alone also cannot. So we need several things. Several things. So, that is what we are trying to do. So, every new thing that we talk about. You add it to the existing thing. And you must make sure that you are applying all of them at the same time. Hallelujah. Now, this morning, I'm going to be talking about church growth and hard work. Always be small. Yeah. It takes hard work to build a large church. Amen. Proverbs chapter 10, 
and verse 4. Proverbs chapter 10 and verse 4. He became poor. That dealer of a slack hand. But the hand of the diligent make it rich. He became poor. That dealer of a slack hand. So the Bible is saying that when you see somebody who is lazy, the person will be poor. Now in terms of a pastor, your poverty is expressed in your lack of souls. Are you here? Your poverty is expressed first and foremost in terms of your lack of sheep. And the Bible is showing us that being lazy ensures that you don't have much sheep. Amen? Many pastors don't work much. Yes. Many pastors don't work much. I went to have a church go conference in a, a certain country some time ago, and the bishop who invited me said, Our people are lazy. Our pastors are lazy. They like, you know, he mentioned the name of their local food. They like to eat it and sit before the TV and watch movies. Hallelujah. But if you are going to be a mega church pastor, you are going to have to work very, 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 very hard. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Recently, the bishop had some crusades in another country. And a student in our Bible school who comes from there, accompanied him for the crusades. When he was there, as they went around the churches, he was shocked. He was shocked. He, he said to the bishop, I cannot believe it that 10 a.m. the churches are over. 11 a.m. the churches are over. The pastors are at home eating lunch and watching TV. And he said, in that country, they don't have weekday service. So the pastor preaches on Sunday. And that's all. And that's all. And as they went around, churches were small. Small, 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 small churches. The first demon that you must cast out from yourself, if you want to build a large church, is the demon of laziness. Aquadro. Aquadro and na wuntu mi mumpai. Odasa. Walam no kwa na wa slapo no bam. Yafun. Yapena wose mumpai kwa.
Jesus. Jesus. He built a mega church. Yeah. Jesus he built a mega church. No matter where he went, the crowds were there, including the desert. Who was it? Was on at the good end here in because so says here baby I saw no one. So you were cheated too much and go for you. Jesus, of course, you are so cry and go for Yeah, and go for Think about it. So it is not about where you are. It's about who you are. It's about who you are. And Jesus worked hard. He said, My father worked hitherto, and I worked. He worked hard. Look. One time, they, they were on the lake. Eh? And then the storms rose up. Uncle Goya, what that is. Father, How many of you want me to give you the sign that you are working hard? The sign that you are working hard in the ministry is that you are always tired. You are always tired. <laughs> yeah. You are always tired. The ministry, if you are doing it, you will be tired all the time. And it is good. It helps you. Because we are tired. Number one. Yeah. Listen. You are close to me. After two days, you run away. My cathedral, everybody is tired. I'm tired. My pastors are tired. The shepherds are tired. Everybody is tired. That's why here. It's tired. <laughs> yeah. I've divided the cathedral among the pastors. A pastor can be in charge of 500 people. One pastor. 500 people. So he too is tired. Somebody is in charge of 250, 300. They are all tired. It's not to look after 300 people. Yeah. One of the mysteries about Bishop Dark is we wonder, so when does he rest? 
When does he rest? People ask him, Bishop, when do you rest? Recently, I was with him somewhere. Eh? And then the person was asking, So, when do you rest? You write all these books. He has written books that have not been published. He has finished the books. They have not been published. He keeps on writing. Crusades all over. Do you understand? Oversight of 3,000 churches, 2,000 pastors, sister bishops, conferences. As I'm speaking right now, we are undertaking not less than 500 building projects in Ghana and outside. He's involved in all that. He has a church for a lot of members. So when does he rest? Eh? Who said that? I'm sorry. Both preaching bare for 10 minutes. What can I say? Then told me to be in family. Eh? Ashes, cancelers, money on Munkasa. You can't go to the village. You can't go to the village. You can't go to the village. You can't you always belong. Yeah. Yeah. The diligent, the scripture said, the diligent shall bear rule, but the slothful shall be under tribute. Oh, yeah. So, if you want to build a large church, it is time to work hard. Yes. Listen, so that scripture, and be not slothful. But be ye followers of them who through faith and patience have inherited the promises. Hebrews 6 12. The promises that you want to inherit, the promises of a mega church, of a successful ministry, of a, a, a ministry by a lot of branches, blessed, good income, training pastors and leaders. If you want to follow that type of ministry, the first condition is that, and be you not slothful. That is why you may see something. You see, I was talking about copying, but you cannot copy. Because when you go close, they realize that it is not a simple thing at all. Yeah. Come and follow me for two days. <laughs> I work off. Some of the Bible students all the time. Sunday, I come early. Around 7 I'm there. I'm leaving after midnight. By that time, they have all collapsed. 
They have all collapsed. I wake them up. I say, it is time to teach you. You see them sleeping. Sometimes I lay hands on them. You ask me, Bishop, Bishop, how do you do it? Hard work. Hallelujah. Diligence. Church growth and the constant effort to accomplish. Church growth and the constant effort to accomplish. Diligence. Church growth is accomplished through constant effort. Without persistence in seeking the growth of the church, you will never have a mega church. Many pastors are unwilling to apply the relentless, unremitting, and exacting efforts that are required to accomplish church growth. The church, like a farm, will require you to bestow much labor on it. Much labor. Much labor. Much labor. Yes. So if you are lazy, you cannot exact, you cannot expend energy and put in effort. And the effort is not for one year or two years. It's for the rest of your life. If you have chosen the ministry, note that you are going to have to work hard for the rest of your life. Oh yes. Oh yes. And this is actually not, is actually not only true for building a church. Most successful businessmen, they don't rest. Most successful businessmen don't rest. Look, after their employees have left, 5 o'clock, they are there. 10 p.m., 11 p.m., they are there. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. They are there working. You have to put in a constant effort. Constant effort. Constant effort. Prayer is all the time. Bible studies all the time. Evangelism is all the time. Outreach is all the time. Visiting is all the time. Counseling is all the time. Fasting is all the time. All the time. All the time. When are you going to stop? The day that we dig the ground and put you under it. See me here for the last two weeks. I've been preaching and preaching and like this. This is the third church growth conference within two weeks. I preach morning, evening, morning, evening, morning, evening. And when you go, it's time for me to talk to people, train people. I don't sleep much. You want to enjoy a lot of sleep. A pastor must not sleep much. 
So for winya five hours be. It's okay. Yeah. Any pastor who is sleeping here seven hours, eight hours, nine hours, it is a direct reflection on your church. If we come to your church, we'll see it. What is undertaken? Diligence is the persistent exertion of your body and mind towards your goal. You must consistently exert your body and your mind towards the goal of building a large church. Your body consistently exert it. And your mind, your mind, you should be thinking deeply about the work you are doing all the time. All the time. I mean, if you want your church to grow, build a mega church. This is how to build a mega church. Yes. Yes. That is why, pastors, you have to teach on loyalty. Because, you see, as you can see, I know it is a difficult thing. I Five hundred people. Six hundred, seven hundred. Do you see? Then somebody just comes and takes them away. So as you are building, you must protect your church. The messages on loyalty today, every six months, every six months you pause, and then you infuse the church with loyalty. And watch out for the people. When you see the signs, no, react. The loyalty message, insecticide, is spray. They say, cocoa spray, and I say, is that a good policy? Even airplanes, when they are going to fly from one point, especially from Africa, Africa to some of this, to avoid sending mosquitoes and all that, they spray. They will tell us, please, cover your eyes. We are sorry, but we have to spray. Every pastor here must be a professor of the loyalty doctrine. Yeah. And some of you, you can't teach it because you stole the church that you are pastoring now. But I'll show you, there's a way out. Go back to your senior pastor and reconcile with him. Go back. Even if he says you take the church from you, give him the church. Go and start a new church. God will bless you. Because 
Because I'm confirmed I won't know movie as well. Who's that lawyer to know I'm I've been a lawyer to lawyer. Amen. So that is one of the status of loyalty. There's a loyalty starts from the head. Yeah. You cannot teach about loyalty if you are this lawyer. The strength and the power with which you can teach loyalty is directly linked to your level of loyalty. You should be infusing loyalty into your church. Missionaries, I hear people say, they are is my church. Don't sit down there. Every six months, strong teaching. There are seven books. Attribution is going to add one more. Formula for humility is going to become those who are proud. So, eight. Every six months, you take one and spray your church. Like Coco Farm. They spray from time to time. Not it. So, loyalty message. Now we are spray. Shh. I saw you want to come. Yeah, too. I'm also moving. I don't move. Hallelujah. Huh? People just want hands to be laid on them so that they can receive the magical gift of a mega church. But church growth does not happen that way. Church growth happens by being attentive and persistent in building the church. Church growth happens through diligence. And if you put in a lot of hard work, there will be rewards. Let me tell you about seven rewards for your constant efforts. Because the Bible says that in all labor, there is profit. Yeah. So if you put in effort, constant effort, there will be reward. There will be reward. Because the diligent hand make it rich. Seven rewards for your constant efforts. Number one, pastors who exert a constant effort to accomplish church good can expect to be found without spot and blameless. Mother, church good na yeka nunti pajo. Men grow in other areas, grow in church good. Can you all sit up, please? Okay, please try not to sleep. Don't grow in sleep. Grow in church growth anointing. Hey, Ufi Amokom Abba, we are coming to grow in sleep. Ade. Hallelujah. Second Peter chapter three and verse fourteen. Second Peter chapter three and verse fourteen. Wherefore, beloved, seeing that you look for such things, be diligent, that ye be found of him in peace, without spots and blameless. When we are diligent in the work of the Lord, 
will be found one day spotless and blameless. You see, because you by all means fulfill your ministry. Yes. Even laziness will allow you to live out a lot of your ministry. Laziness. Sometimes you are preaching and the Lord is asking, okay, I want you to lay hands. I want you to lay hands on the people. It's so easy to lay hands on. When you look at the crowd, one time a man of God, a very powerful man of God, was having a program in my church. So I think on the third day or so, he told the people that tomorrow I'll lay hands on all of you. So when tomorrow came, he started. Because the people inside, outside, everywhere, he gave up. Listen, but suppose the Lord has told you, I want you to lay hands on everybody. That is going to take work, energy, strength. I get what I'm saying. Uh-huh. So when you do it and now you say you are tired and you leave, you are not obeying him. Out of your laziness and your tiredness. So even if you are tired, you have to continue. And when you do that, then you can stand before him. You'll be found in, in him in peace without spot and blameless. Hallelujah. May you be found in him spotless and blameless one day in the name of the Lord Jesus. Can I have an amen? Number two, the second reward for constant effort. Pastors who exert a constant effort to accomplish church growth can expect to become rich through their work. Can expect to become rich through their work. Pastors who exert a constant effort to accomplish church growth can expect to become rich through their work. Proverbs chapter 10 and verse 4. Proverbs chapter 10 and verse 4. He becometh poor, that dealeth of a slack hand, but the hand of the diligent maketh rich. Pastors, if you work hard to build a mega church, you will be rich. Not against you becoming rich. At all. Job 36 11. If they obey him and serve him, they shall spend their days in prosperity and their years in pleasure. The prosperity message is a biblical message. Only that they are stretching it too much. And then we have replaced it with the main message, which is preaching the gospel. So winning. Yeah. Many pastors are poor because 
you are not working hard. Oh yeah. Because you are not working hard. Some of you, instead of focusing your energy on the church that you are doing, you have left it. Now I am a whole man of God. When in none and who preach a crack, preach a crack, you are more honorary and fifty cities. You know, open our castle, my baby boy, fifty cities, not the man. Look at you. Going, instead of going with blessings, you are going with curses. If those spirits are entering, I cry for our boom, we say, I mean, man of God, Baba. Uh, who said you are a man of God? Who said you are a man of God? You have made yourself a man of God. Spend time. Spend time. Spend energy on the church and build a large church. You will be rich. You will be rich. You will. You will. You will. You'll be able to afford land. You'll be able to afford a house. You'll be able to afford a nice car. There's nothing wrong with any of these things. That is your reward. I'm blessed. I won't lie to you. I'm blessed. I'm blessed. God has blessed me. Have a nice car. What do you want to say? Aeroplane. Can travel. Plane tickets. You're born of and you will be cool But traveling is part of ministry. I was teaching you yesterday. Travel to go to conferences. Go and see things, you know, and all that. It cannot be done if there's no money. Listen, you don't need to go for loans anyway. Build a church, have a good income, and pay yourself well. Pay yourself well. Yeah. But you can't pay yourself well because there's no money. Who are 20 people? For the last three years, 20 people offering, OJ first offering, second offering, would you account? One more friend, a sort of a bunch of you, a bunch of you, a bunch of bunch of you, a bunch of You know, my church, my church in Accra, I'd like you to come and see the church. You'll be surprised. I have young, young, young boys, young girls, 16 year old, JHS students, SSS students. These are the main people in my church. Young, young, young people. Young graduates, they don't have much. But my church's income is so much because 
of the sheer number of people in the church. How many of you can understand that? Yeah? So press on. Press on. Press on. And build. We had a, a missionary uh, at Wa many years ago. This should be about 10 years, probably 10 years plus. He was at Wa. Wa. He used to give us offerings in dollars. From what? Yes. You would think that what is at what? He was there. And he would bless us. He would sow seeds in dollars. Because he built a successful church. So if you put in your energy, your strength to build a church, you will be rewarded with riches. Stay in the church. See, one of the main problems is that many pastors don't want to, they don't want to stay in the church. I was explaining to you that for years, Bishop Doug just was glued to the Kologono Cathedral. For years. For years. Building the church. Before he started conferences, going to crusades, moving, you know, so now that he's into crusades and all that, he's backed by a strong church. Do you understand what I'm saying? Eh? He's backed by a strong church. You should see the number of tracks that follow the crusades. No loss. Hallelujah. So work hard and build a large church. How many of you are going to work hard? Yes. Stop sleeping. Stop sleeping. Stop sleeping. How long shall thou sleep, O thou sluggard? Ministry is work. Ministry is work. Ministry is not rest. Ministry is work. It's work. Why is it work? What are the characteristics of work? There's a time you go. There's a time you close. You have to work for a certain number of hours. Work will let you exert energy. And effort. Work makes you tired. Work is repetitive. So if we're a doctor, all right, when I was practicing at Kolebu, I would arrive in the morning. Do you understand it? Depending on the day, if I was on the ward, I would arrive in the morning, go around my patients, do a ward round, check everybody, write notes, sit down, prescribe treatment, you know, and then I'll be sitting on the ward from time to time, checking on the patients. The, the nurses will call you, this patient, blah, blah, blah. Or, if it's a clinic day, I go to sit in the clinic from morning to about 2, 3 p.m. See you new cases. If it was an emergency day, I found myself in the emergency room, solving all kinds of emergencies. And every week, that was how it was. Either the ward, either in the, at the clinic, or emergency. It was like that. So that is what makes the ministry work. 
The ministry also demands time. It demands energy. It is repetitive. You must do the same things over and over and over and over and over and over again. You can't. How many of you can understand the message? I'm talking about church growth and hard work. Hard work. Hard work. I'm always telling my students, work hard. Work hard. Work hard. In the Bible school, we suck people. Lazy people. Lazy. You write eight exams, not pass once. Be getting 12%, 15%. Because he can study, he can pray, practical work. He will do sales. Six months, he has two people. He cannot walk. So, part of our Bible school training is work. We make the students to work. Yeah. They do sales. They plant churches. Wherever you are located, it's up to you. If you have money to take trotro, take it. If you don't have money, you have to walk. Go ahead. They weep. They help around. They do security. They help in building different things. Because we want to raise them up with that spirit. Do you understand? Yeah. And when you get to the field, there's nobody. When you are a pastor, you start your church. And the church is new. You must sweep the place yourself. Arrange the chairs yourself. Set up the musical equipment yourself. Don't go and hire anybody to do it for you. Do it yourself. Use your energy. It's part of the ministry. David. David was going to become the king of Israel and rule over thousands of people. How did God start him? A shepherd boy. A shepherd boy. Learn how to look after sheep. Follow them. Clean them. Fight for them. Do you understand it? He will come home tired and dirty. But it was preparation. It was preparation. It was preparation. Hallelujah. God was preparing him. Look, look at Second Samuel chapter 7. And it came to pass where the king sat in his house, and the Lord had given him rest, ran about from all his enemies. That the king said unto Nathan the prophet, 
See now, I dwell in an house of cedar, but the ark of God dwelleth within curtains. And Nathan said to the king, Go, do all that is in thy heart, for the Lord is with thee. And it came to pass that night that the word of the Lord came unto Nathan, saying, Go, watch this, everybody. Go and tell my servant David, Thus said the Lord, Shall thou build me a house for me to dwell in? Whereas I have not dwelt in any house since the time that I brought up the children of Israel out of Egypt, even to this day, but I have walked in a tent and in, in a tabernacle, in all the places wherein I have walked with all the children of Israel, spake I a word with any of the tribes of Israel, whom I have commanded to feed my people Israel, saying, Why build ye not, why build ye not me an house of cedar? Therefore, verse 8, watch it. Second Samuel chapter 7 and verse 8. Therefore, now therefore, so shall thou say unto my servant David, Thou said the Lord of hosts, I took thee from the sheep court, from following the sheep, to be ruler over my people, over Israel. Before I brought you to become the ruler of my people, I made you to follow my sheep. I trained you in a hard way. Listen, because of your laziness, if ever you inherited a church of this size, within three months, it will finish. It will finish. It will finish. No, it will finish. It will finish. That is why God will not give you a church of this size. Because when He looks at you, you are so lazy, you will not be able to pray for them, care for them, preach to them, visit them, cancel them. You can't look after them. You'll be sleeping. You'll be sleeping. You'll be watching Kukumbaja. Yes. Yes. Look at yourself. Number three, the third reward, pastors who exert a constant effort to accomplish church growth can expect to become men of authority in charge of huge churches. That is your reward. If you work hard, pastors who exert a constant effort, I, I don't know why you are writing plenty. Just buy the book. Just buy the book. How much is this book? Can you give me the price? How much is this book? How much is it? Huh? Thank you for this. Thank you for this. Yeah, just buy it. Nigeria is plenty to write. I'm reading that in here. So we all read. Then, by the side of the book, you can make some small, small notes. Do you understand? <laughs> I want to notebook. Eh? What of pens? Bear 24. I shall go to. I know I will sign three. 
what I'm preaching from this book, you should be saying that, ah, is it because, look, I'll not be able to preach even 2% of this book. Oh. So get it. But you say, I won't turn into other trouble. Pastors who exert a constant effort to accomplish church growth can expect to become men of authority in charge of huge churches. Proverbs chapter 12 and verse 24. The hand of the diligent shall bear rule, but the slothful shall be under tribute. Amen. Yeah. I'm talking about rewards. Talking about rewards. Yeah. God wants you to become a man of authority. A man of authority. Apostle Foshiawa will make a salute. Yes, the BLIs comprise not the So for one you be took at a back. Threatening you all the time. Eh? God wants to honor you. God wants to honor you. Listen, the church is very powerful. The church of God is very, very powerful. Powerful. You must become a man of authority. Lift up your right hand. Say, Lord, make me a man of authority. Yes. Hmm? Recently I was flying and uh, just before we left, I saw a convoy of vehicles coming close to the, the plane. Then they announced the vice president of a country was coming to the flight. He came to sit right by me. <laughs> For as long as the flight lasted, we were talking. I was asking questions. And by the end of this year, the vice president is going to stand for the elections to become the real president. So I was asking, what good will you do for your people? I told him, you the politicians, you have failed your countries. You have failed. Look at Africa. I gave him the things. He said, no roads. Your country, there's no roads. No this, no this. When you come, what will you do? We were is it because... He also realized that he has met a man of authority. That's right. That's right. We spoke for as long as the flight lasted. Yeah. And just before we landed, I asked him, so if I want to contact you, 
How should I go about it? He took a destiny and wrote. He wrote his name and a number. He said, this is my direct number. This one doesn't go anywhere. When you call this one, I'll pick it myself. You have to become a man of authority. Yeah. Because at that point he asked me, what do, I, what do I do? What do I do? So I also started to tell him about the ministry. And Bishop Dark had been in that country before. I asked him, did you know about it? So yeah. He said about it. The church is very powerful. That is why during the elections, the politicians come into the church. Light and support international. We can change the election who wins in this country. We can. If we tell our people, everybody, go this way, we can determine it. <laughs> yeah. We can determine it. 2008 was the most one of 20,000. 20,000. Last year, when we gathered at the Independence Square, only churches in Accra and around, there were 100,000 people there. That is only Accra and around. So if the whole country is, hey, everybody this way. You become a man of authority. There's no office you should not be able to go. And when you go, you don't go and queue. Before you go, you call that you are coming. They get ready for you. Yeah. I teach my missionaries and I say, when you go to the district, when you go to the district, immediately you step there, you are the district representative of Bishop Dagwood Mills and Lighthouse Chapel International, which is an international ministry. So you are on the same level of the district police commander, the district medical officer, the district fire officer. You're on the same level. You're on the same level. Yeah. So go to all of them one by one and introduce yourself to them. So that you're on the same level of them. When your child is not well, you don't go and sit in a queue. Now so forward to bear eighty five. Eh? Bear eighty five. What's now bear three hours? That you could have used to be praying. Call the doctor, doc. Oh, I have so funny. Me pacho, me me ba. Now I for back door. So over for back door. Oh, you know what? Was a machine pie. You are shame pie. Oh, bombay and some man in tears. I was a radi or TA a binning per se or Mojina Kunya. 
Many years ago, I went to the office of a very important person, head of an organization, Ghana. I had a personal issue, so I went to see him. So I arrived. When I arrived, they said, do I have an appointment? I said, I don't have a... Tell him that so-so-and-so is here to see him. They went in two minutes. They came out. So, said, you should come. Yeah. When I got there, he got up, met me, shook hands. So I asked him, you were in charge of all this. I hope you are taking care of yourself. Do you do exercises? Do it well. So, Doc, you know, this is work. I said, look, it's very important. For about 15 minutes, I was showing interest in his life. You see, we spoke, you know, on the same level. Yeah. Masam Pacho. Kofra, Kofra, Pacho. Mistake it to Ebna Meye. Kofra, go and see the commander. Introduce yourself. A man of authority, Waba. There's a problem. Where's your commander? But you see, a more fawas or in change. No more shit, baby. I wish of your seven and a half members. Seven and a half. And yeah, three women, three men, and a mammy be on the battle. That's the one and a half. No, because you're not a man of authority. Or you can't even say, no, 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 no. No, no, no. May the Lord make you a man of authority because you are building a mega church. Can I have an amen? Yes. Wow. Huh? King Herod was very happy when he met Jesus Christ the first time. He was very, very happy. I've heard a lot about you, Pa. Can you perform one of those miracles? He was very happy. He was very, very happy. Amen. Amen. Number four. I am talking to you about the rewards that will come to you as a pastor if you work hard. You will be rich. You will stand before the Lord one day blameless and spotless. God do make you, give you authority. Amen? Number four. Pastors who exert a constant effort to accomplish church growth can expect to be made anointed, prosperous, and fat. Anointed. Prosperous and fat. Proverbs chapter 13 and verse 4. The soul of the sluggard 
That is the lazy person. Desired and had nothing. But the soul of the diligent shall be made fat. So if you work hard, you'll be prosperous. You'll be fat. You'll be great. When you go to England, America, some of these places, our brothers there, who are from that country, the blacks there, often are very poor. They are lazy. They don't go to school. Then our brothers from Ghana, Nigeria, and the rest will rather go there and become rich. You will see a Ghana man. He's going to school and then doing three jobs at the same time. And soon he will have education. First degree, second degree, doctorate, get a good job, you will earn money. And the black man in that country is still living on small, small, small allowances because of laziness. Amen. Amen. Number five. Number five. Pastors who exert a constant effort to accomplish church growth can expect plenteousness in church members and church growth. Can expect plenteousness in church members and church growth. Proverbs chapter 21 and verse 5. Proverbs chapter 21 and verse 5. The thoughts of the diligent tend only to plenteousness. But of everyone that is hasty, only to want. The thought of the diligent tends only to plenteousness. Give me the NIV. NIV. The plans of the diligent lead to profit as surely as haste leads to poverty. Do you have message Bible? Message Bible? Careful planning puts you ahead in the long run. Hurry and scary puts you further behind. Your mind, your mind, if you apply your mind well to think about the work, you see, the ministry, you have to think about it. You have to think about it. You have to analyze. You have to analyze. That is why, pastors, I listen to me, we must educate ourselves. Oh, yes. It's very important to is very very important a pastor is a leader and there are all kinds of people sitting in your church they must all be able to relate with you sometimes people feel that pastors are that I say omu 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 into ministry. That that is people. 
That's how people think about us. Yeah. A pastor must acquire knowledge. Knowledge. And knowledge talks about your mind. Getting information into your mind. A pastor must be broad. You must be broad. You must know a little about everything. Or your software. You must know a little about medicine. About law. About politics. Economics. It's important. Look, it will let you be able to relate with all kinds of people. Yeah. One day I was flying from Tamale to Accra. And I sat by somebody. He was reading. I was also reading. So we were all very busy. Until about 15 minutes or so to London. Then I just looked at what he was reading and I realized that it was a law book. So I asked him, are you a lawyer? So that got us into talking. Then I later realized that he was a big time politician in the country. So when he heard that I was a pastor, he himself came. And he took me on. Started blasting us, charismatic pastors. Hey! Now me have full money in the air. I said, "Have you finished?" <laughs> okay. I also sat. I said, "Do you call yourself a leader? How long have you people been around? Look at our roads. Look at our this. Look at." As I was speaking, I was giving the examples and the figures. Sunday said, no, 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 no. I'm not talking about you. No, no. So, no, 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 no. It's not, you know. Yeah. It's a, he realized that he has not met a Dutch person. No, 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 no. It will lead to plenty of stuff. Dr. Otterbell did not go to school much. He will tell you himself. He went up to all levels. Pampasi ye crampo. How many of you have heard him say before? He will tell you himself. Yeah. But today, which pastor if the government wants advice, we go to. Eh? He's so learned. When he's speaking, you can feel a man who is very, very learned, full of wisdom, analysis. Eh? How did he become like that? He learned on his own. One time somebody went to visit him. And he said when he saw the book that he was reading, a big book of this small, 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 small writings. Uh-huh. Now who is that book? Uh-huh. 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 
Na wo chobu ka wo twa no ketekete se ade. Nyansa bia ni. Book bia ya ketekete se nyansa bia ni. Wamba hai books na buha. Knowledge. The key of knowledge and I somehow be brave. You understand it? Eh? But you should see pastors. You leave all these books. Your man break I want them. I ain't I'm going to say watching what. You know. Watching for phone no ebisha kwa no mwasi. Look at you. But he has educated himself. He has written books. He is the person who in his church, all the diplomats, the ministers, eh, who assemblyman will go to church. It is my church. I don't have one assemblyman. My church. Lord. Assemblyman. He has presidents, diplomats in his church. President, you should see him sitting with president. Recently, just before the um, inaugurated president, Trump, in the chapel when they were praying, who was praying? Abishop. Abishop from Accra. Oh, clap your hands for the Lord. Today, he preaches in English for it to be translated into Cree. He learned it. He learned it. Yeah. School is very important too. School defines your ability to think and ability to relate. It affects you. It affects you. It will bring you growth. It will bring you increase. It will cause you to flourish. It will let you, let you be able to relate with the great and also with the small. Yeah. I'm able to relate with the great. I'm able to relate with the small. When you come, I'll be with my small, 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 small shepherds will be there, sitting down there, cracking jokes. But I can also relate with the great. Any pastor here, if you don't have education, start. It's not too late. Start. 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 Visa forms. Now there may be a patch of filling mommy. Filling mommy. Filling mommy. Bibia yam filling mom. You can learn it. You can study it. It can change. Can I have an amen? Yeah. How many of you agree? Yeah. I've given you examples. I've given you examples. Dr. Otado and Archbishop. 
Bishop Dad is always using these two people as examples. Bishop Dad said, in my church, I don't even have any politician. But these ones, they have educated themselves. We see you. Education, there, there. Bible. There is a Bible. The Bible, yes. But other things can help you even to understand the Bible also better. Can I have an amen? Are you here? home. We are talking about church growth and hard work. And the rewards that a pastor who works hard can expect. Number six. Pastors who exert a constant effort to accomplish church growth can expect to gain access to the corridors of power and influence. Can expect to gain access eh? to the corridors of power and influence. Proverbs 22-29 See as thou a man diligent take note, always diligent Hard work. See as thou a man diligent in his business, he shall stand before kings. He shall not stand before mean men. That's why Archbishop is standing before kings. Yeah. He's been working hard. And finally, number seven. Pastors who exert a constant effort to accomplish church growth can expect to have a great ministry that will last many generations. Can expect eh, to have a great ministry that will last many generations. Amen. Proverbs chapter 27, 23 to 24. So pastors, these are all your rewards for working hard. Can I have an amen? amen. Is it a good thing to work hard? Yeah. Stand to your feet and lift up your two hands. Let's pray for a while. We are not close. We are praying. Lift up your hands. I want you to pray and say, Lord, please give unto me the spirit of diligence. Lift up your hands. Pray. Lord, please give me the spirit of diligence. 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 Lift up your hands, everybody, and your voice and pray. Lord, give me the spirit of diligence. Give me the spirit of diligence. Rashobokata baziri mayantolebaha. Likatone bazubreka pole bayandalababaha. Razuka pole lebo shabalababaha. Lift up your voice and pray. And say, Lord, give me the spirit of diligence. Give me the spirit of diligence. Give me the spirit of diligence. I want to be a diligent pastor. I want to be a hardworking pastor. Lord, may I become a hardworking pastor. Pastor, a hard-working pastor, Lord. A hard-working pastor, Lord. Rakotaba, librobozikataya, rasiba kole mazanta, araboka palia, rezeka pole mazanta, alika pali moyakaba, reketali mama, araboze yaka, rasuni antalama, 
ya pelele bosea a 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 pelele bosea lift up your voice and pray lord give me the spirit of diligence give me the spirit of diligence i want to be a diligent pastor make me 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 a diligent pastor may i be a diligent pastor lord may i be a diligent pastor lord may i be a diligent pastor lord may i be a hard working pastor lord may i be a hard working pastor lord the spirit is coming upon you lift up your voice and pray it's coming upon you every spirit of laziness is living us every spirit of laziness is going right now it's living you right now it's living you right now the spirit of laziness is going now it's going now it's going now commander to live you oh god in the name of jesus oh commander the spirit of laziness to live you to live you to live you to live you spirit of laziness live me now live me now go now go now go now go now live me now live me now i command you out of my life 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 lord make me a diligent pastor a diligent pastor a diligent church worker a diligent church worker a diligent elder a diligent leader a diligent leader rakotaba lisoziata rikapolema arapolema lisantolema lekuriaba rapolema 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 lift it up lift up your voice and pray rikatabale rasobalale rasobalale ripopolale rakamalia resunianta rapelalabo ya pelalabo 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 ya Light of the World Cathedral Collegon. Opposite the Collegon main gate. Please note our service times. English services, early rain service, 6.30 a.m. to 8.30 a.m. His present service, 8.30 a.m. to 10.30 a.m. And love and faith service, 10.30 a.m. to 12.30 p.m. Other languages, L'Eglise Glorious, French, 7.30 a.m. to 9.30 a.m. Love and Victory, Gain, 7.30 a.m. to 9.30 a.m. And Love and Hope, Tree, 9.30 a.m. to 11.30 a.m. Our Vibrant Youth Church also starts at 12 noon to 2 p.m. 
Be part of our midweek invitation service this and every Tuesday from 6.30 p.m. to 8.30 p.m. prompt. For prayer, counseling, and further inquiries, please call 0278-888-884 or 0543-289-289. The numbers again, 0278-888-884 or 0543-289-289. God bless you.